Welcome to Talking Brains, the podcast about brains, therapy, and how we think. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Sarkis. Go ahead and click that subscribe button and rate the podcast too. It's appreciated. Today I'm talking with Aston A.J. Bright, who's the founder and administrator of the Facebook group Off the Grid, political talk, current events, social issues, and true crime. The group has about 3,000 members, and A.J. is the administrator of the group, like I said, and also he has two moderators. So that's three people for 3,000 members and he runs it pretty well. So we're going to talk a little bit about the psychology of being a group administrator and how to handle different personalities and and hot topics as they arise in your group. Because again, Off the Grid is a primarily political group. And here's a bio on Aston A.J. Bright. As a Florida native attending the University of Florida and Florida Atlantic University was a natural choice for Aston Bright. He received a bachelor's degree in political science, focusing on international relations with an emphasis on political and religious conflicts in the Middle East, Africa, and has an MBA. He spent half of his professional career working for Fortune 500 companies in sales, management, and training. He also has a background in the entertainment industry, having worked with professional athletes, entertainers, and celebrities around the world. And I'll throw in there too, he's one of the managers for Dennis Rodman, which sounds pretty interesting. Since 2014, Aston has served as a volunteer firefighter for the Plantation Fire Department. In 2017, he was introduced to the Emergency Volunteers Project, EVP, and he quickly joined Jewish Federation of Broward County's EVP unit. EVP is an Israeli 501c3 organization in partnership with the Jewish Federations across the United States. They recruit and train teams of volunteers, firefighters, doctors, nurses, paramedics, and other community volunteers ready to deploy to Israel within a moment's notice. Now, YouTube, you can find a video of AJ being interviewed by Israeli television for his efforts in firefighting. And just a couple of things before we start. Uh, first, I've known AJ for about almost 10 years uh, from when I lived in South Florida. And he calls me by my nickname, Sam. And then I call him by his nickname, AJ. So just in case you hear us refer to each other as AJ and Sam, uh, that's what we're talking about. Enjoy the podcast. So I'm talking to my buddy, AJ. And AJ is the admin and founder of Off The Grid. It's a closed group on Facebook, and it's got almost 3,000 members now. And yes. you started in August 2016, and it's about politics, social issues, true crime. And you have a, a pretty detailed list of rules, which I really like, and I like your sense of humor that you use. So, so I'll just disclose, I'm in the group, uh, and you invited me in, and it's, it's pretty neat. We have people from all over the map as far as location and political affiliation. And if you could tell me a little bit about how you run the group and the psychology behind it, because you work with what I would call maybe some challenging people. Uh, and how do you deal with that? And how do you set up the rules? And, and I really like the way that you inject humor into things because it really takes the edge off when people get kind of fired up about topics. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm um, very excited to be here talking with you. And yeah, the group Off the Grid was actually started because my nieces about 10 years ago were telling me about this site, Facebook, and I was on MySpace at the time, and my nieces convinced me to join. And almost immediately, you know, I wanted to get into political discussions with people and, you know, I wanted to have a place where I could have a platform to, to talk about different things. And in the beginning, it was actually pretty good. You know, people were generally very civil with each other. You didn't have a lot of the issues and the problems that you see today. But over the years, it, it started getting worse and worse. And mm -hmm. I would say by about 2014, 
I really couldn't do it anymore. I felt like it was just unbearable. And I, so I never discussed any politics, which was unfortunate because I'm a very, uh, I'm a political junkie. I've always been interested in politics, but I just couldn't find a place where I could have conversations without, you know, someone telling me to like F off and die, you know, because they <laughs> disagree with me. So after about two years of things kind of spiraling downhill, I joined a couple of political groups on Facebook because groups were starting to kind of come of age. And I found that it was just as bad or worse in these groups. But what was worse about the groups is they were typically like all left-wing groups or all right-wing groups. Mm -hmm. There were no groups where it kind of, there was a little bit of everyone. And, and so I, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to just be fighting people off all day in a right-wing group. And I don't want to just be agreeing with everyone in a left-wing group because I'm really like a moderate, but I'm socially mm -hmm. very liberal. So I said, I, I woke up one day, I said, you know what? I'm going off the grid. I'm starting my own group. And that's how it started. Ah, uh, hence the just, name. Ah. Just like that. Okay. Just like that. No thought, no research into names, no looking to see if the name's available. Look, I said, that's it. I'm going off the grid. I'm not putting any more political crap on my page because for about two years, a lot of my friends would come to my page and were, they, they would come to fight on my page. They would got to a point where I'm like, listen, my, my colleagues and everyone's seeing this stuff. And so I was like, I got to get this stuff off my page. And, and that's how it started. I was like, I'm going off the grid. I'm taking all of my political crap into a private group. And that's how it started. I added about 50 people from the initial um, time I launched it. And we've been off and running ever since. We, we're at about 3,000 now. We could be at 10,000 if we wanted to. But we have a policy called extreme vetting. You may have heard of it before. Yep. Um, <laughs> President Trump has created that term. So I use it jokingly. And this kind of speaks to what you were saying about how I use humor to try to mm -hmm. enforce the rules and maintain control. When you apply to come to a group, what most people probably don't know is that Facebook gives you almost like a credit history of the person. When they join, oh. how many groups are in. Like It gives you a lot of detailed information. So you can do your own research and you can know whether or not you think this person might be a good fit for your group. And you can also ask them additional questions, which we do. We ask three additional questions so people can answer and we can get a better know what their intentions are, if they would fit in and that sort of thing. And that's kind of how we rock and roll with this thing. But, but we keep it small just for the purposes of being able to maintain it and keep control, keep civility within the group. And furthermore, I have a buddy of mine who has a group, um, like a city focused group out in Weston. And he was helping me sort of consulting with me. And when, once I decided to do this, I reached out to him because I knew he had some experience. And he was telling me that, number one, he thinks I need my head examined for, <laughs> for one to start a political group on Facebook. He said, no one's ever going to follow the rules. He's like, most groups don't allow politics for that specific reason because it's mm. too emotional. It's going to get out of control. And also, most groups don't allow profanity either for the same mm -hmm. reason. They feel like profanity leads to problems and leads to conflict and it's interesting because not only do we allow politics and profanity like our group is that's all our group is about <laughs> so, so once again as as in as in how i've always lived my life i want to be different and so i don't first thing i do is break all the rules and just make it work and here we are you know two and a half almost two and a half years in and we're going strong and it's been amazing it's been yeah. incredible August 2016, 3,000 yeah. people. I mean, that's really impressive. 
So tell, tell me about the rules. So you set up the rules. You have 10 rules. Did you set up the rules first or did the rules kind of come about like organically like as people had some issues that you started adding rules or because my mom was a teacher and she always said set the rules first and then kind of yes. you can. The motto of our group as far as with the rules, it's very, very simple. We have clearly defined rules and also understand that we're going to enforce them. And so we're very, very, very clear about that. We, we don't like try to pretend like, well, you know, you have to maybe think about following the rules. This. No, the rules are very clearly defined. And I even created, so we have like a long form of rules, which are in the main rules. And then we also have like a, what I call like the, the cliff notes of the rules. It's on, and it's on a yellow background. It's easy to read. It's like one or two sentences. We, we sort of distill the rules down to make it very, very, very easy to understand. And we had to do that because just as you were saying, you got to get the rules out there. You've got to make sure everyone knows and understands the rules. But more importantly, you have to make sure everyone understands that if you violate these rules, we're going to enforce them. And, and so that way, when you do violate the rules, you can't come back and say, oh, well, you know, I didn't know that this was going to happen. Uh-uh. You can't do that because we post the rules. We promote the rules. I do live streams just about the rules, mm -hmm. you know? And <laughs> so again, that's breaking a lot of rules within the administration world. Like group admins feel like, like members won't respond well if you keep talking about the rules and hounding them about the rules and all this, so they don't do it. But I, I break that rule and I'm always talking about the rules. I make public service announcements about the rules. If right. I keep someone out of the group, I post it. And I talk about it and I explain why this person got kicked out. The reason I do that is because there are only three moderators in our group, which people cannot understand how in the world we run this group with three people. But part of the reason is because we have very, very, very clearly defined rules, which we enforce. And when we do enforce those rules, we make sure and publicize it. So everyone will see this is what this person did. We redact their name. We're not doing it to, to make fun of them or anything mm -hmm. like that. We just, we use it as an educational tool. So, and when people see that, they're like, uh-oh, you know, I better not do that mm -hmm. because it's going to happen to me. And I'm telling you, I think that has been the secret of why we've been able to control this group. And by the way, we have about 3,000 people, but our group is very active. We have about 70 to 100 posts every single day in the group. Mm -hmm. We have about 50,000 comments a month in our group. But what we also do is we encourage everyone that if they see something, say something. So we mm -hmm. ask everyone to kind of be like hall monitors. Right. And I purposefully created this motif in the group that we call it the playground. Mm -hmm. We call it the playground because it's like an adult playground. I, put, I even have like a little jungle gym set, mm -hmm. you know, in the cover photo. <laughs> right. And I wanna take people back to their childhood that there are rules in the playground and if you don't follow the rules, you're gonna have to be, you know, you're gonna have to go home or you might be sent to the naughty step which right. we have, right. we, even have a, we even have a naughty step. And what's even more amazing, and I think we maybe the, there are 1 billion groups on Facebook. 1 I think billion. Are, there are 1 wow. billion groups on Facebook. And I think that Off The Grid is the only group that has a banned sources list. I right. think we're the only one. If you could talk more about that, because I think more groups should have that. 100%. We have a list of banned sources that are not allowed to be used in the group to make a point or to post an article or to, to talk about something that's going on. And the reason for that is because if you aren't basing your arguments on credible, real information, then it's impossible to argue against something that's not real. Mm -hmm. That's also why we don't allow conspiracy theories. How do you argue against something that, that's, not, that's, not, that's not real? Right. So we only allow credible sources and we have a list 
that we will use to say, hey, you cannot use this these sources in the group at all for any reason. And it's funny because when people first come in, a lot of people at first hate the idea. They're like, it's the internet. You know, we should be free. Just talk about whatever you want for you. But once they hang around for a while and they actually see how effective it is at keeping good information in the group and getting all the fake news and all the Russian stories and all the bots and everything out of the group, they actually say, you know what? This is actually a great idea. They, they like it and they come 360 degrees and change your position. During the run-up to the 2016 election, we didn't allow, and all those Russian um, uh, uh, attacks on our mm -hmm. political democracy, all those articles they were pushing on Facebook, none of that was allowed in our group. But because we had the rules in place, anytime people posted those fake news and you know the, those articles and everything, they were deleted. We would warn people from doing it. If they did it again, we'd kick them out. Like we had none of that in our group, which I think is so, it's amazing. And just to give people an idea, you have, there are 11 pages of banned sources. And then what's really interesting too, is there's a, a review. So you have the Department of Gridland Security Standards Committee. So you have a, <laughs> a, a 30 day watch list. If you explain a little bit about that, cause you give sources a chance. We're very objective. And what we do, if, if there, if someone post an article from a from a source and it's a little bit suspect you know we might put them on the watch list just to kind of evaluate them for 30 days and give us time to research the source and if the source is okay we take them off the list and they're okay but if they're not then they may be added to the naughty list and by the way if anyone posts a banned source it is the only rule that we have which is an automatic 24 hours on the naughty step so they go to timeout for 24 hours immediately it encourages people to check the naughty list before they post. Yeah. It's a great system. Occasionally I'll have admins from other groups and they actually ask me, hey, can I use your list in my group? I'm like, absolutely. I send them the link because it, the, the list is housed in a Google Doc. So I send mm -hmm. them the link. I'm like, you're free to use it. The, one of the reasons why I started the group was because there was no place for me to talk about politics mm -hmm. and I had to get stuff off my page. But really, I wanted to try to, to fix kind of what's broken on the internet right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you post something political on your page, everyone's coming after you. People are gonna start calling you names and making mm -hmm. attacks and everyone's in their silo. Everyone's living in their tribe. And it's not ideal. And it's not ideal right. for society. Like we can't live and be a civilized society. And we can't even have a civil conversation about politics. And I think part mm -hmm. of that is because politics has always been so taboo for a long time. Right. And so people don't know how to talk about politics. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about memes. So one of the number one ways that the Russians were, were able to infiltrate our internet systems were th was through memes. They would create a meme. It looked very official. They would have something say stated on there that was completely untrue. People would see it, accept it as fact, and then share it. Mm -hmm. So we have a meme policy. Now, I couldn't ban memes because they do have their relevance. But I say, you know, please rarely post them and you can only post them as long as it doesn't violate another rule. And the reason why I hate memes is because 99% of memes that you'll find on the internet violate a rule. They're making a personal ad hominem attack against someone. It either violates a rule because it is not posting something that is the truth and you have to, everything that's posted in the group must be true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and if it's not, someone can do what's called a Pinocchio challenge. <laughs> So you can challenge <laughs> someone's post if you're if you believe that they're saying something that's not true. You're not you can't challenge them if you believe they're wrong. Someone's allowed to be wrong. The, the rules are, are under an intelligent design, you know. Mm -hmm. So I can go down the rules if you want, real quick. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm looking at them right now. I was, they are very well designed. So <laughs> if you want to start going through them, because I think yeah. it's a brilliant list and it covers everything. And my favorite is don't be an ass. I like that's my favorite <laughs> rule. <laughs> because it just yeah, pretty much sums up. up. It sums up a lot. You know, it gets to the point. So absolutely. So when we started the group, I had never been an admin before. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was relying on my friend who was kind of helped me get going. He's like, okay, what is the number one thing that could undermine the authority of someone? And that is if people don't recognize your authority. Mm -hmm. So rule number one is, uh, we call it the golden rule, is that it is against the rules to complain about the rules. So <laughs> <laughs> Very meta. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the first rule, it, it basically is saying that the rules are the ultimate authority and you cannot question the rules or you cannot question the way that the moderators enforce the rules. So if we make a ruling on something, you can't complain about it. And it sounds, it might sound kind of simplistic, but it's so brilliant in that anytime we've ever had any issues with people complaining about the rules, we now can sanction them under rule one. And then, so if you violate those rules, it's not us doing anything to you, it's you not following the rules. And the rules are set up in the way that they protect everyone. Regardless Absolutely. of what your position is. I'm very fair. So there's a member, Christine, who's been in the group for a long time. And she sent me a, a private message the other day. And she said, you know, Aston, one of the things I love about you is that I have no idea, like, where you stand on anything. And that's brilliant. She, I think <laughs> that's... I that, that is absolutely brilliant that, that if you don't know you. She doesn't know. You yep. really you really wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But and that's amazing that, to me that you're able to maintain that level of neutrality when you've got people from all different backgrounds. Oh, yes. I actually, again, breaking the rules, I go in guns hot on issues I care about and I'm passionate and I argue about them. And you follow your own rules, too. You're not an admin that doesn't follow yep. your own rules. I follow my own rules. And I have made a mistake. I actually posted something from the naughty list once, and I took a 24-hour break from the group. I didn't post for 24 hours. <laughs> I was like, you hey. You banned yourself. I banned myself. <laughs> but know, it's a good role I, model, too, because you're, yeah. you're saying, well, these rules are good enough for me, too. 100%. And you respond so quickly to people's posts too. I find that really impressive too, because I know you have a very busy schedule and somebody will post something and, and you're on it like like in two seconds. Oh yeah, you have to stay on top of it. Me and the moderators, we are constantly on there. We rely very heavily on our hall monitors and we probably have about 30 or 40 who consistently go through the group, report back what they see mm -hmm. and it helps us tremendously, but it is a lot of work. One of the neat things about the group is that people are very much themselves. 100%. And I think I think that's one of the things that I always say, not only is profanity allowed, but it's encouraged. And mm -hmm. it, it's it's the main reason we do that is because, number one, we're adults. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're adults. Why can't you use foul language? We're adults. And not only that, it gives people a place to blow off a little bit of steam. I think the number one reason, I'm going to let you in on something I don't think I've ever really said to anyone before. So I'm letting you in on a secret, like our secret sauce, I think. Part of our secret sauce is that I spent 30 years as a soccer official. So my mother uh, was the first female soccer referee registered in the state of Florida in 1972. She's I didn't know that. I rose up through the ranks as a referee and became one of the top referees in the state. But I was always winsome son. You know, I could never get mm -hmm. out from underneath her shadow. <laughs> you know, here I am doing the under-19 boys final in the state cup. Oh, when you son, I'm so nice to meet you. I love your mom. You know, like that was the, 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 the landscape in which I refereed. But refereeing for 30 years, I even refereed in the MLS. So I had a lot of training. And I think most people become admins or moderators 
really have never had really any experience taking rules and enforcing them on people. It's mm. a foreign thing. Like right. people have rules in their house and you know, that sort of thing. That's such a, that's, that's very, that's such a microcosm of what they're trying to do mm-hmm. because the people in their house, they have control over them. Like they live under their roof and they can control where they go and what they do. These are people that you're never, you don't know and you've never met before. That's, it's a lot different to get them to buy into what you're trying to do. So I think that the number one skill I learned as a referee is the psychology of game management, mm. the psychology of it, because there are only three referees on the field. Maybe you, there's a fourth official and you have 22 players on the field. So you have to use psychology to get them to do what you want, because you can't just use brute force. You can't call mm-hmm. everything. You can't kick everyone out of the game. You've got to manage these people. Most of them you've never met before. And you're going to spend 90 minutes with them and you've got to get them to buy into what it is you're trying to do and managing the game, keeping players safe, making it enjoyable for everyone. And again, I just think understanding the psychology of managing people, like taking a set of rules and laying them over a group of people is very difficult to do. There is a a finesse to it. And I think you touched on it when you said that you love how you use humor Mm -hmm. to try to help to make the rules palatable to everyone because you can't just force feed rules down everyone's throats. Everyone would just leave the group if you're a rule with an iron fist. You know, mm-hmm. I like to say I'm a benevolent dictator. I'm gonna be firm, but you know what? Sometimes, hey, all right, you made a mistake, that's fine, we're gonna work this out. I've had many people come in our group and, and, and PM me and say, you know what I love about this group? He's like, you have a lot of rules and whatever, but I love that you like allow us to say whatever we want. Like you don't just kick us out if we make a mistake. Like there are mm-hmm. groups where if you violate one rule, your thing just boots you out. People have actually said, "Oh, sorry about that." You know? Yes. People <laughs> apologize. Like, sorry for people offending are... anybody. And people I think that apologize. speaks to your ability to not only be fair, but also you you genuinely like people. I think you're also not afraid to, to lay down rules when they need to be laid down, but also you do it in a way that I think is respectful, even even if the person's behavior hasn't been respectful. Hundred percent. Which, which I think is a, a really amazing talent to have. Because I can understand, you know, just being human, some of the stuff must really piss you off. So I'm sure. assuming that, sure. but you but you can't really tell. Because yeah, you're just I, like, and, nope, and, violation and, of rule six or whatever. And, and I appreciate you bringing that up because there's another thing I always do. And this is another one of my secrets is I never, ever, ever make it personal, ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Any decision I ever make is only because it's for the best interest of the group. That's it. So there are people who I don't even really particularly like in the group. Mm-hmm. Like people who just really rub me the wrong way, our personality just get along. Well, you know <laughs> and what? now I want to know who those people are, but I'm not going to ask you that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, how, you know how sometimes I'll say stuff like, you know, thank you all for coming. You know, when I'm doing mm-hmm. a live feed, I, you know, I love you all. You know, well, at least most of you, you know. <laughs> it's because there's some people who I really don't even particularly like, but if they do something or someone, if someone does something to them, I'm coming in the first thing to defend them. So, and here's the other thing. I don't know which people those are because you're so good at being even with everybody. Exactly. I exactly. have no idea who's, who's in favor nation status or non-favor yeah. nation status, you know. <laughs> so. And I have my favorites. I have people who I really, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And there are too many to name. I'm a fan of a lot of the people in the group because what's been amazing is the only reason that Off the Grid is such a great group is because of the amazing people who come, the amazing people who stay, and the amazing people who contribute. That mm-hmm. That is why the group is great. I'm just the shepherd. I'm just kind of helping to kind of move the herd along and keep mm-hmm. everybody sort of playing nicely together on the playground and playing well in the sandbox with each other. We have some amazing people from all walks of life 
We have some very successful people in business, people in the military, people from 20 different countries. People that, that I probably would have never have met. That's one of the beautiful things about social media. I mean, yeah, there's there's some challenges to it, like with everything else, but... 100%. But yeah, it, you have people communicating about things or understanding people's opinions that maybe they wouldn't have looked into before or had stereotypes. And, and I think a lot of people just blow those stereotypes apart. 100%. We're trying to change the internet one person at a time. I think that I try to bring humor and make light of different things. And I'm, you know, I'm quirky and I'm a little weird and I'm crazy. But, you know, I think that we have really found something here and mm -hmm. it's very special. I, and I also think what's re going to be re very relevant to you and what you do, that the psychology of running this group is like off the charts. I mean, you've got to be a ninja, a psychological ninja to manage 3,000 people. The best way I can describe managing this group as an admin is imagine trying to herd 3,000 cats that just took a hit off a crack pipe. <laughs> like, that's the best way I can describe this group. The personalities we have, that is the plain to you what it's like to try to manage 3,000 people from 30 countries with every kind of political idea, thought, and desire and try to keep them all civil. We have a post in our group right now about abortion, and there can probably not be very many other subjects that could be more emotional and heated than abortion. We have a post about abortion with over a thousand mm -hmm. comments and not a single personal attack in that post. No, yeah. No one was sent to the naughty step. No. no one was kicked out of the group. Post something about abortion on your Facebook page and let and, and sit back and watch what happens. I, I dare right. you. I dare right. you to do it. And so it's not even me saying, hey, we got this great group and whatever. The proof is in the pudding. Come into the group and check it out, you know, provided you can make it through our extreme vetting. But <laughs> come into the group and check it out, and you'll see. We have a lot of polls, a lot of discussions, and we talk about every topic, death penalty, mm -hmm. President Trump, Hillary running again. Like, it's all in there. And, and by the way, you can post about anything you want in the group. It's not just politics. And then yeah. you've got people writing about, hey, this is how my day went. Yeah. And you, I mean, you've got all sorts of stuff. It's amazing, and it's not. It's not like you you go to one section. It's like, oh, this is a political section. This is, I mean, it's all put together, and I think that's what makes it really sure. interesting. Is you see some really deep thought piece, and then you've got, hey, here's a monkey jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's interesting too, and it's funny because one of the reasons why I encourage non political posts is because we never have any problems in a non political mm -hmm. post. Like, right. no one ever gets kicked out of the group. Because someone's posting about their Thanksgiving dinner and what right. went wrong and how the turkey got ruined, you know. In the very first ever non-political post, Allison just put a post mm -hmm. out that she goes, you know what, I have nowhere else to talk about this. I need to talk about how my son took an Uber without my permission and I don't know what to do. And people who she would have been arguing with and had all these different views, they were coming in now. Now they're a parent. Now they're trying to help Allison manage this situation. Like, oh, right. you know, did you tell him like not to, you know, what happened? Mm -hmm. It's amazing when you see, especially when someone's having a crisis and they can't post about it on their personal page because the person mm -hmm. involved in their family is going to see it or someone's going to see it and tell right. about it. They're like, I have nowhere else to talk about this. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing too that you see yes! people post stuff and say, hey, I can't share this on my page yes! or I can't I can't talk about this during dinner. I can't. Yes! Or, or even like, I don't feel comfortable talking to my spouse about this because yes! there's different views of it. But my kid did this. And it's amazing how many people come in and yeah, say, yeah, my kid did that too and we wound up okay. And, and here's what we did. 100%. And it's, again, it's people from all different backgrounds that have the common goal of we want our kids to be healthy and safe. 100%. We agree 
agree in general, like across the spectrum and about 85% of things. And we really only disagree on 15%, but Facebook amplifies right. it, makes it seem like things are a lot worse than they really are and they're not. Right. We've had some amazing moments in the group. Um, it's been incredible. It's uh, It's been the, one of the greatest and worst things I've ever done <laughs> because like I said, I think that if I didn't have the background and experience as a referee and, 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 and understanding how to manage people in the way that I do, I'm not sure I could have ever done this for as long as I have. Um, just the psychology around, I mean, you should see the, the, the PMs I get. Uh, this person said this to me and, you know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not. <laughs> I, think, I think I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I was like, like, hey, AJ's, uh, this person just, you know, said I'm a blah, blah, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. You're like, cool. Okay, let me look at it. <laughs> it happens every day. So it happens every single day. And it's so funny because I remember about six months in, six months into doing this, I was like, what did I get myself into? I'm like, I created high school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I created high school. And then, and then the times when I'm thinking about shutting it all down and just like, you know, getting all my life back and all my time. I think about all the really touching and great moments and I'm like, you know what, we got to keep this thing going and, mm -hmm. and let this thing go because so many people now really count on the group as a way of a sense of community and a place mm -hmm. that they can talk about things where they normally wouldn't be able to talk right. about them. And there's nothing more there. I mean, I'm not a therapist, but it's like there's there can be nothing more beneficial to someone than having a chance to just get it, get it talked to someone about, you right. know, getting it out there. So mm -hmm. it's not just so cooped up. I'm sure you could explain that better than I could. Yeah, you just but, you get validated. Absolutely. And people say, I had, a, I had a terrible holiday. And people are like, yeah, that happens. And it happens yeah. all the time. And that's life. And I'm sorry that happened to you. And this is what I did. This is how I take yeah. care of myself. Yeah. And instead of saying, yeah. oh, yeah, it could be worse. I think people say, yeah, you have bad days. and But you got to take some, you got to take a step back. And they said, okay. and what's interesting is they'll even say, like, you know, if you got to leave the group and, like, get off Facebook for a while, that's what you do. Yeah. Sometimes you got to not do it. And people do take sabbaticals. And I encourage mm -hmm. you. And you don't have to tell people. You know, you can yeah. you can shoot a, a message to someone saying, "Hey, I'm taking a break in case anybody asks." Yeah, that's some, it. Yeah, and you know it's funny and it's interesting you say that because when people do take a break, people are always like, "Hey, um, where is uh, Christine? I haven't seen her lately." You know, mm -hmm. and people, it, there's there's such a sense of community in the group. It's mm -hmm. really fascinating to me because yeah. even people who disagree, they're genuinely very concerned. You see that in the group, even though they may disagree, but yet they still care about each other. When you see a non-political post. And they come in and they all come together. It's amazing. We do a lot of live streams with the members. Like I do like a Gritter Spotlight where we'll, we'll, we'll have someone join me on mm -hmm. a stream and we'll just talk to them. And they can talk about their positions or I'll go meet with them. Um, and we'll talk and they can just say what they think. And that when you are working full time and then you're also a volunteer firefighter and doing this, how, what's the best way that you manage your time? How, how do you do that? Well, because I'm not married, I don't have any children. That right there is a mm -hmm. lot of time right there. So <laughs> I don't have the normal obligations that most people might have. And so I, I always just find the time, you know, and, and it is a lot of time to, you know, work full time, uh, be a firefighter. I'm a volunteer firefighter in the city plantation. And it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of time. But I, I think that just like anything else in life, anything that you really want to do, you, you make time mm -hmm. for it. You know, you make time for the things you want to do. And, and I, I can jump on on my phone. You know, I, I don't I don't do much on the computer. So I'm always on my phone, you know, managing the group. I have all of my the little rules memes that I mm -hmm. use. They're all in my phone in a folder. So if I need to jump in on something, my, um, my my moderators also, I encourage them to keep that on their phone if we have to moderate on the go. Mm. And Facebook has made it a much easier for us to put people in timeout. Now they've, they've created a system. We used to do it by hand mm -hmm. before. 
and have to manually track it, which was a lot took, took a lot more time. But Facebook's new frontier are the groups. So they're putting money into it, adding more features. Because now you'll notice when you when a post comes up and there's an article, if you hit the little I next to it, it will tell you the history of that source. Oh. It gives you a history of the source now. So huh. they're trying to get rid of the fake news. And it's, it's so funny. When I made the naughty list for the first time, one of the criteria I used is that a source is probably going to be credible if they were created before the Internet. Mm -hmm. And I, so I started really looking at the sources that had been created in the last 15 years, the last, or even worse, the last five mm -hmm. years, or the last 10 years. You know, the, the um, New York Times has been around for 160 right. years. Like, they are as solid as you can get. They, they, they survived. Before, you know, you had to click on a link to, for them to make money. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Anyone whose who's sole existence is based on click-through ad revenue is going to be clickbaity and probably not very reliable. And so a lot of those sources are banned. And the gaslighting book, because I write about fake news, and, and actually I think part of being an off the grid helped me write this section on how to determine what's fake news. Oh. That you need to look at your sources. So now anyone who says something crazy and outrageous, we can get a lot of views. Get anyone before 1990s mm -hmm. probably going to be as credible as they come. And I typically will sometimes take the top contributors and I create a little a little graphic that I use as the cover photo just to recognize the top mm -hmm. people for the month because people invest a lot of time. You know, they mm -hmm. invest a lot of time in the group. And I like to recognize people who have helped us. And the way you help us is by coming in and contributing. And by the way, there are a lot of people who help this group who are lurkers or who I like to call mm -hmm. the um, the comment, uh, comment Reading Association is what I've renamed it. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably about 800 to 900 people who come in the group every single day and read everything that's in there. They never, they never post, mm -hmm. they never comment. Maybe they'll vote in a poll occasionally. They're the most loyal people in the group. They, mm -hmm. Comment Reading Association, AKA the lurkers, they are some of the most important people in the group mm -hmm. because they invite tons of their friends and family in the mm -hmm. group. They let me know about things that are going on. Hey, these two are fighting in this thing and someone's posting memes and, you know, they're the best. So even people who don't even comment or post or like or anything are valuable. So it's a group effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important it's that even effort. if you lurk, you're still a valuable piece of the community or part of the community. And, and also, I, I appreciate, too, that when they're saying about ADHD or mental health, because a lot of times I lurk. And so when when you contact me and you're like, hey, there's a post here you might like, or or you you I think yes. you also kind of tag me in the post, that's really helpful. Because I'm like, oh, okay, now I need to make sure I look at that. Because, again, you get a lot of stuff coming through the feed. I remember the ADHD post, and it's true. So people where we have experts in different fields mm -hmm. or we have people who have a level of expertise in something, if you're talking about, hey, why not bring in an expert? Mm -hmm. So when that ADHD post came up, I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta call, I gotta get Sam in here mm -hmm. because she's gonna be able to help. And you came in and you were giving some great information and people were just, it was awesome. It was so awesome. And I so appreciate you being a part of the group. You you bring such a, a level of um, of legitimacy. You help us, you know, <laughs> you help our legitimacy. And you really have my ego, too, because you're like, this is Stephanie. You know, she's a part of the group. And, you know, she she elevates us to a higher status. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll answer your post. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm smart enough to know that flattery. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I, and I know what you're doing. Like, I, And I'm like, oh, AJ. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, now I have to answer because I've elevated the group to a higher state of consciousness. Okay. Oh, that, that is so funny. It's like, I know you're no, doing I, it, and I, I fall I, for it anyway, but it still feels good. Yeah, there you go. See? Everybody needs a pattern. Right, pattern. right. Even even a, even a top expert, a renowned expert. Oh, you, field, just keep going, AJ. Just keep going. <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, so to wrap up, because I, I have to go, but what, what top, I guess, three things would you tell people are you thinking about moderating a group? I would say the first thing is to have compassion for people. Mm-hmm. That's got to be first, because if you don't have a compassion and love for other people, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Because a group is really, it's not about the rules and stuff that's posted in there. The group is about the people who are there. So if you don't love and enjoy interacting with people, I would say don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do it. But if you are going to do it, you better go in it understanding that you're going to need to have a, com- a capacity to do that. That's probably the number one mm-hmm. thing. And the second thing is you're going to need a, to invest a lot of time. If you want to have a group that is under control, if you don't care about that and want it to be the Wild West, you can start a group and then anything goes and it's going to and it just, you know, mm-hmm. you could have 50,000 people in there and it'll go. But there's it's not going to be any semblance of any order or control. So I would say that you're going to need to have some time to be able to manage it, find some good moderators to help you and other administrators. We have three of us total. Again, we have very, very clearly defined rules and we enforce them and we have other people who help us. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the uh, hall monitors and such. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third thing is that you have to ha- you have to have a group about something that you really, really enjoy and that you love. Mm-hmm. You're passionate about, because if you're not, you're not going to spend time in there. You're not going to care. You're not you're not going to you're not going to do what you need to do in order to have a successful group. So mm-hmm. do something that you're passionate about, that you really care about, that you wake up in the morning and you're excited to talk about or you're excited to learn about, it's gotta be something that really, really excites you. Cause if it, if it doesn't excite you, this thing is, this is going to be the worst job you've ever had. It is a thankless job. There's no pay and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to give the group away or you're going to close it down. I'm, I promise you, I promise you, you won't mm-hmm. stick with it. If you don't love, absolutely love with every cell in your body, whatever it is your group's about, you, you, you you're never going to do it. So mm-hmm. find something that you love to do. Um, get some good rules, establish them, get some moderators and, you know, have a love and appreciation for the people who come there and, and help you to get it going. That would be the best advice I can give anybody. And if it's a political and, group, don't do it because you need your head examined to start a political group. Don't, don't do political. <laughs> I wouldn't advise. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It's hell on earth. Don't do it. <laughs> Spoken from experience, but you love it. I do love it. I bitch <laughs> and you love it. all 3,000 of us too. I do. But we have a lot of fun. Right. That's really, really important because if we're not having fun, then what's the point? We have a great time. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. It brings people together. I love the connections that have been made, people doing business together, people, um, someone's uh, father mm-hmm. passed away and they needed a probate attorney and they, someone in the group helped him mm-hmm. out with, you know, is an attorney. Like people, the, the gritters are doing business together. They're, you know, they're doing stuff together. It's, it's amazing what's going on. It's a community. It is. It's a community. Every sense of the word. It's yeah. every sense of the word. It's really extraordinary and it's really incredible. And this all started from from nothing. And we just created this mm-hmm. place that people come to every single day. I mean, it's it's quite something to have a hundred posts a day in a in a group. I don't know if most people can realize what that means, but that's a lot. For three thousand people, it's a lot. Right. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And and so there's a lot of activity mm-hmm. in there. Everyone's engaging. Everyone's having a good time. And, um, you know, come if you want to check it out, come to uh, Off the Grid, Political Talk, Social Issues and True Crime and um, apply. If you can get through our extreme vetting and we'll let you come in and uh, take a look. Well, thank you so much. So that was Aston A.J. Bright. And you can find him at the Facebook group Off the Grid, Political Talk, Current Events, Social Issues and True Crime. I'm Dr. Stephanie Sarkis at www.stephaniesarkis.com. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Stephanie Sarkis and Instagram at Sarkis PhD. And if you have picks or people you'd like to hear on Talking Brains, email me at Stephanie at StephanieSarkis.com. So hit subscribe, rate us, and have a great day. Bye.